Hello and you're very welcome to Talk A Good Game, the Mead Chronicle sports podcast that delves into the minds of the Royal County's leading sports personalities to find out what makes them tick and what makes their blood boil. You can contact us on sports at meadchronicle.ie or on Twitter using at meadsports and the hashtag T-A-G-G. So stick those headphones on and enjoy our latest episode of Talk A Good Game. Okay, you're very welcome to uh, this special edition of Talk A Good Game where we're going to look at the Mead Club Championships and examine what needs to improve to uh, help the club football and hurling, I suppose, and uh, in the county and investigate how it might improve the fortunes of our inter-county teams as well. I'm joined in studio today by three men who've been working at the coalface of Mead GA for many years. Uh, men who have played the game at the highest level, men who hold major positions at county board and provincial level, and men who have first-hand experience of what it's like trying to handle the Mead fixture schedule. So today we've got former Mead footballers Sean Kelly and Seamus Kenny, and former Dunboyne player and manager Conor O'Donoghue, who also managed Mead to the All-Ireland Junior Football Final last year as well against Kerry. Sean, uh, uh, is a current GA tutor with Leinster GA. You can correct me on this, lads, on any of these facts in a minute. Uh, Seamus is the COO of Me GA uh, and still a player with Simonstown. So they're all have their fingers on the pulse of the problems that Me GA faces in terms of fixer schedule. You're very welcome, lads, to our abundant studio here. I hope we don't get too sweaty in, <laughs> in it. But uh, we're going to start off. You have produced a, an extensive booklet, lads, just looking at club football and mead and the reform agenda is what is the title on it and what needs to change. Seamus, I might start with you and just have a look at some of the uh, some of the flaws that the current system has and, and you know what issues it's causing at the minute. Yeah, uh, thanks very much, Fergal. Um, I suppose the the document is born out of uh, I suppose a lot of work that Conor Donoghue has put into put into it. He's compiled the document. Uh, over the last couple of years, we've would have done uh, numerous reports in the county. Uh, Noel Dempsey and Peter O'Halloran would have been part of uh, uh, a committee that produced a retention report. Uh, myself and Sean would have uh, would have compiled a report on our senior inter county teams, uh, and then Sean was obviously part of a fixtures review committee that that produced the document about two or three years ago. So I suppose that that has formed has formed a lot of this document, um, which Connor has has added to immensely. Uh, I suppose. We've looked at six key teams, uh, just I suppose in order is the fixtures and I suppose the, the chaotic nature of them, uh, the club versus county, the lack of competitiveness, competitiveness in some of the competitions, uh, I suppose unfair competition structures, uh, the issue of the dual, dual player with uh, club and county, and then obviously one of the most pertinent issues is is the change in demographics of the yeah. county. Um, so based on that. Uh, We've we've kind of put together uh, recommendations and I suppose the rationale behind behind change, which we would see would would actually would help all of the six six key teams. Yeah, um, Connor, I might just ask you. You you were trying to push through and you were very heavily involved in the proposals last year yeah. to push through for a debate, but uh, it, it kind of met a, a very sudden end last year as well. Just how do how do you propose? To change the delegates' minds now, you know it was very. It's very difficult, and the delegates in Mead seem very slow to adopt this sort of change. H- how do you propose that that this booklet will or this proposal will get through? Yeah, there's a couple of things last year when we sat down and we and we um, we we actually I suppose 
face the delegates for the first time and they went and read our proposals last year and came back with their their thoughts and feelings on what 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 we what we'd put before them and i suppose there's a couple of things that came up um, and the mass relegation is an ongoing theme that brings great fear i suppose to clubs clubs are very delegates are very proud of their clubs yeah. and where they're at and whatever grade they're at and uh, the status of each club, whether it's senior, intermediate or junior B or junior A, whatever it is, means a great deal to the, to the delegates in the room. And it probably overtook, I suppose, uh, some of the, 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 the individual proposals that were, were, were a part of what, what we put together at that time. And really that relegation, the spectre of relegation, really, I suppose, scared a lot of delegates out of, of, of voting for change. I think, look, when we, we, we deal with people all the time from across the clubs and our own club, we've... We've obviously got a range of views even within that about what we should do or what we shouldn't do. But everyone knows there's issues here. Everyone knows there's problems that we need to face up to. I suppose there's a, there's a tremendous tradition within the county uh, that comes from the clubs in the first instance. And it's, it's, it's articulated then, ultimately, I suppose, in the way that the, uh, the county teams or our club teams perform in, in, in provincial competitions. And we know that we're, 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 we're below par right now. And we know that the themes that Seamus has outlined there uh, as he's gone through them are issues that just about every single person would write down if they were to, to, to come up with, with the problems that we face. So we know what the problems are, now how do we deal with them? How do we get to the next level? How do we push on from here? So that's really what this document is about, but it's really what this, this process has been about for, for, for many, many years. And Sean Kelly was involved with Liam Keane a couple of years ago, clearly, in trying to identify, his, and the issues are the same, and they're not any different. There's no, uh, there's no one rewriting any, uh, anything spect uh, particularly different on this. There's just a key, couple of key things that... Uh, that that have that have I suppose developed from the, each of the the plans over the last couple of years. But the key thing this year is that we've listened as hard as we can on that relegation issue and changed the the, the proposal so that yes, there would be sixteen senior teams going forward if the delegates agreed that was the right thing to do. But there'd actually be twenty intermediate teams and no relegation. So that okay. issue that clubs are very concerned about is dealt with for the most part. So. We think it's more politically palatable. We think it's it's something that we know, speaking to delegates on an individual basis, they're anxious for change themselves and I suppose they're specifically anxious about how that impacts on their club. We think there's something in this for everyone to improve and to push on. Yeah. Sean, you've been involved in managing teams and, and you know coaching and, and helping out at various different teams. So you probably know more than anyone the chaotic nature of the fixtures and the uncertainty of it. How difficult has it been to prepare teams in the current setup to try and prepare teams to know when they're playing, even at short notice? You could only be getting 12 days' notice of, of fixtures. Yeah, it's a major issue, Fergal, in fairness. Like, the one thing, if you look at a document it's trying to set out, is that you have a kind of a county scene and you have a club scene. and It is highly difficult at the moment to know, based on the new arrival of the Super 8s and all this, when you're going to be playing. Yeah. And that's hard on players, club players, and just the whole issue of club versus county at the moment, which shouldn't be part of our association. I, I think one of the big advantages of this is that Connor has looked at a regional competition, because apart from the club fixture thing, it's the level at which people are competitive. And if we could and set up whereby a club player, a junior, could get the opportunity to play at a higher level and the advent of a regional competition will allow that. And hopefully, apart from just at senior level, it's probably something we can look at at the grades going down in order to get the standard up. Because if we look at it, no matter what way we examine ourselves over the last 10 or 15 years, we're not as competitive as we should be. So 
trying something different, while it might just not finish exactly as Connor has outlined in the document, that conversation and that uh, movement has to take place. Mm. And even if it morphs something new, it's certainly worth doing. Yeah, by, by staying still, we're getting left behind, really, is is the message that's, that, that we're getting from our county championships. And even at senior level, at club level, um, club championships, in inter-county, or sorry, in the Leinster club, would say, we haven't made an impact at all. Simonstown's win last year, Seamus, was, was the first win since Summerhill in 2013, I think. And when was the last... Uh, screen in 2004 was the last time we had a club in the Leinster final Dunshockland were the last one to win it in 2002 and you have to go the whole way back to the 80s then so as I said by standard still we're, not, we're falling behind so are the county board behind this these proposals Seamus? Yeah you look absolutely I think I think the nature of the association is that it is it, it's continuously changing so like we, we have to evolve evolve with it and I think the document outlines that that Look, what what went before was was at, at one time sufficient, but I think things have changed dramatically in the county that we have to move with with the times. And uh, I think some of the proposals will will help enormously. Um, I think some will will take obviously a, a while to bed in, but I think we all, always have to be conscious that like the player is central to to everything that we're trying to do, uh, and sometimes uh, it, it is it is lost in the great organisation uh, of the GA that. We're, we're so uh, I suppose we're, we're trying to we're trying to solve everything else whether it's infrastructure or or, or what, what else but like we have to provide sustainable games uh, for our players we obviously want to uh, increase the participation numbers but we also want to uh, increase the competitiveness as well uh, I think I think the suggestion of the, the divisional structure which has worked enormously well in the likes of Kerry uh, and other counties I think that that would be a huge benefit for the county going mm. forward. Um, I think we've also included there that does does that is that going to add to the fixture issues though if we have regional competitions then, uh, Sean is that is that likely to well the way it's outlined by Connor it won't really because you're going to have a reduced one reduced game possibly at senior so to, you know the re- the reality of that is it's a competition is going to happen towards the end of the year so a club will still have their ordinary junior intermediate championship. But this is something that's happening towards the end of the year right. and incorporates the opportunity to me to tie in, even as a, an inter-county manager, that this competition would mirror what was the old trial games. Right, okay, yeah, And yeah. yet make it something that a player from North Mead or South Mead or whatever would get that opportunity to play at that high level. It's about changing culture. Yeah. Okay, And I know uh, we haven't had that culture. But we you know we, we we need to look at it, and especially when you look at the demographics now, we have you could call the urbanisation of Mead taking place, and at the same time we have our rural backgrounds as yeah. well. So we have to look at a different fit, and I think uh, the regional is a good opportunity to experiment with that. What's the biggest fear? Uh, either any Drevies can take this. What's the biggest fear of not changing? We talk about player retention and and not being able to hold on to players. Uh, are players getting pissed off and, and heading off to America seemingly a lot more easily now? What's the biggest fear if we don't move? Is that is that one of the biggest fears? I think the biggest fear, further, is that we become irrelevant. Uh, n- not just the as GA. a county. The GA in Mead becomes much, much le- less relevant. And anyone who's from Mead understands, very, like, this is who we are. I mean, this is what we're all about. It's, de- it's, just, it's, it's, it's steeped into our consciousness as, as, as a people in the county. 
And uh, the great fear I would have is that we've, we've become irrelevant, less relevant to the younger people that come through. We have a responsibility, and you don't think about this when you're, when you're I suppose, a player, but we're all now in a position where our knees are not in great shape anymore. We've, we, we've to focus our energies on some on, knees on, were ever in, were they ever in good shape <laughs> so we have to focus our energy I suppose on different things but I mean these young guys coming through and girls we have to provide something meaningful for them we have a great tradition in the county uh, I mean we're I'm not going to say we're as good as Kerry, we're not, but we have a, a similar sort of tradition and that's, that's where, where, where Gaelic football is in, in the hearts and minds of everyone. But we could become irrelevant to people. You know, that's the problem. And, and we have to, we, I think we, you, you have an ongoing process of, of trying to get better all the time, better than you were before. We're probably just still stuck a little bit. I think there is a, there's a lot of people around who are, who, who are similarly minded in that we all want to push on and we want club scene in particular to become a really competitive environment where characters forged, where top players are developed, uh, no matter where you come from. If you're playing from in a very, very small rural club or in a big senior club, uh, you want to be playing in top competitive games against players of commensurate ability, and that's ultimately where you grow. That's yeah. where you become a better player. And the other thing that you want as a player is you want to sheet the start of the year to say, there's the games this year, go ahead, get married if you're going to get married. Yeah. Go ahead and go on your holidays if you want to go on your holidays. And not like every year, a, I know as a club manager, this is the thing that brought me from one stage of baldness to another, which is <laughs> trying to get players to not go on holidays. Or to, and you, you kind of feel guilty doing that. But yeah. if you want to push on the championship, that's what you have to do. But that's just a function of the, the fixture list that we have. And it's not, it's not necessarily the planner's fault at all. I mean, the lads who are doing the job in the CCC, they're given a competition structure that doesn't work if Meath uh, do well. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So... We're setting the county up here for failure and we're setting our club players up for chaos. So we have to do something about it. We have to change. Otherwise, we become irrelevant. Is the fear that you talked, Sean, about the uh, the population centres and, and the major towns, is the fear of, of losing players to other sport as well? And uh, Is the dominance of Dublin having an effect on maybe our impression of our image as footballers or maybe lads that are thinking, she's oh, we're not going to beat Dublin, so what's the point? Do you see that as an issue in the county? Absolutely, Fargo. Like, I, I, I can even put into you in a context of um, a couple of years ago being involved with Dunhamore Ashburn and training before me Dublin game and all the player, a lot of players coming down with Dublin tops in them. Yeah. And I found that quite amazing. They should be because, banned. You know, but the reality is that's where they're coming from. So... and. Uh, Connor's point about relevance is very important because you have young guys coming into the development squads. The images and role models they have are back in the eighties. They're not relevant to them, like yeah. you know. So, whereas Dublin role models are relevant to them. So in a sense, you know, we have a we have to build ourselves up again. Um, it's a Leinster issue along with just being a Mead issue. Yeah. But we're probably to the forefront in that we're one of the historically dominant teams in Leinster. So we have an obligation to move on, create new role models. We have to try something different because, you know, we keep doing the same. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to move. So it is an issue, you know, there is an issue. And the, the demographics have shown that. So we have to get role models like, what, 2007, 2008 our last All-Star. It's hard yeah. to believe in me, you know. So, yeah. and, uh, you know, we need to get people who are going to be uh, filling that role, players who are going to be filling that role. And as a result, well, then, you know, the traditional values that we have in Mead will come again, but new people have to define them. Like. Yeah. So we, it was mentioned at the county board meeting as well last Monday night. There was a couple of different arguments about the fixtures and 
Um, I know one of the guys from Minolte was saying that they're due to play a league final on the 15th of July against Beliver. But the original planner had the original planner had said that it was going to be a hurling weekend. So they had six lads gone off and booked their holidays. It's that type of frustration that is leading players to go, oh, you know what, fuck this, I'm not, I'm not going to commit to GA. So what is the plan? What are that you're willing to propose now? What what is or that you're looking to propose to, yeah, to change look, that? And you can totally understand the frustration of the players. Uh, I suppose currently playing or trying to play or whatever, whatever you call <laughs> it. It's it, it is very difficult. And look, I feel for I feel for the fixtures uh, committee because there's so many other layers that they have to deal with. And one one competition can have a knock on effect to the other. And like Connor's already alluded to this that we are set up for for failure and that if, if our county teams are successful well then because the fixtures are so congested as it is that we're just going to have scenarios like this continuously and uh, what will happen is players will just become totally disinterested and frustrated and, and will walk away from from the organization and that's that's the last thing we want we as i said earlier on we want we want more people playing uh from a society point of view what the gea offers us is absolutely immense i think if we're to stand back and see how much the organization has grown over the last 130, 140 years. Like it's, for me, I suppose it, it just symbolises just the Irishness the, uh, of, of, of everything. It's just, uh, like, I'd be, I'd be hugely proud of it, yeah. but also very, very frustrated like everyone else, and hence the reason that we have, we have looked at this and we really want to, we want, really want to help and change. So, um, I, I suppose one of the things is, what goes against this is, in comparison to other sports, is that, Rugby and soccer at the start of the year, they have a fixed calendar. Uh, and getting back to, I suppose, Sean speaks highly of culture. Unfortunately, we have a culture in the GEA of we get a fixtures program yeah. and straight away we look to change it. Yeah. Um, so like that, that's one thing that we, we really have to change. But um, in the document, we have a 12-month 12 12 calendar of fixtures with the different competitions broken down. We also have, uh, we also have I suppose, a, a gap there where, where we would like to see starred games where our county players play with uh, their clubs in league games. So I think that'll raise the competitiveness of the league. It'll also freshen up the players. I think it'll have a good impact then on our county teams as a result. Um, and uh, I, I suppose, unfortunately, uh, clubs that do produce a lot of county players are, are ultimately hamstrung in that. More often than not, they don't have, they don't have the players for the league, which, mm. which means that they're not as competitive as they can be, and, th and they're suffering. But yet they're obviously doing a lot of things right that they are producing county players. So we have to, we have to make make some kind of, uh, or give some kind of fixtures whereby the county players are made available to the clubs. Uh, ultimately, that's where they come from. So I think, uh, getting back to what I said, we can't we can't be hamstringing clubs that are, are seen to be doing things right. Um, I think getting the the senior championship down to the groups, four groups of four. Uh, traditionally, when I started off, it was it was always four groups of four, and between one thing and another, it it increased. Uh, but even even then, we weren't been successful at at in Leinster club or provincial club competitions when it was the four groups of four. Is even sixteen teams too many in our senior club championship? I know, Connor, you spoke about we don't want mass relegation because that's going to put them off. But sixteen teams is probably still too much to have playing senior football at that standard that we want. Yeah, I suppose in comparison, and Connor can correct me this. In comparison to most of the counties, I think uh, Kerry are. Kerry, so just in terms of numbers of senior teams, uh, yeah, Kerry have eight teams and eight regions. Mm. So I mean, there's no question, but the, the the more you reduce 
any competition, you're going to improve the standards. There's yeah. no question about that. But we have to do what's what what the clubs want on this as well, including my own club. I wouldn't. I I you know you'd be you know you'd be thinking a little bit about that in in, in every club, but uh, it would have a huge impact if you went went down to eight as safe say with yeah. Kerry. But sixteen is a number for two reasons that make an awful lot of sense. The first reason is that it's very it's very easy to run a competition based on sixteen. You can. Yeah go your groups quarterfinals semifinals you can get the competition run off efficiently which 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 helps a, 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 a great deal i suppose but even just going from a larger number to a smaller number will tighten things up just just that little little bit as well so it does help from both of those regards it's not radical at all okay. it's not radical and, and it's deliberately not radical in truth so um again if we think about this and the big thing is that um the fellas coaches county managers are given the sheet this is where it's at for here until October. Plan accordingly. Everyone can plan everything accordingly then. The club player, the dual player, which is which is huge. And I come from a dual club where the hurlers um, on, on our side, they're committed fellas too, and they want to be recognised in anything that happens. And the hurling side have, have, have I suppose, finalised what they want to, to happen with their championship. So we have to respect that too. And, 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 and you see, and you've seen in the document yourself on page 14, uh, We've we've incorporated every single competition that we think of, you know, through the whole year yeah. in terms of how it'll impact fixtures and how we would make sure that the that, that calendar is solidified at the start of the year. And that again, as I say, includes the, the current structures on the hurling side as they are. So with all of those things in mind, yeah, sixteen I think is probably the right number for right now. I did want to mention the dual player as well because um it, it was probably rather foolishly put out by uh, the CCC when they released their last planner that uh, the player welfare, the concern of player welfare was with the clubs and not with the county board. Now, I know Oliver Cudden kind of retracted that statement that the county board said that wasn't the proper use of words and it wasn't what he meant. What he meant at the time was that uh, clubs weren't to be ringing up the CCC looking for postponement because of player welfare. That was what he was saying. But the dual player has to be considered in this um so will this plan help them? Is that is that going to make it possible that the dual player can still have a role? Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I'm from a dual club and we've torturously gone through lots of different issues that all pertain in dual clubs. And same as yourself, Virgil, you know the, the challenges that it brings. But there's nothing, going to, there's nothing going to work on a planner if we don't incorporate the dual players. And again, in the document, there's weekends that are devoted exclusively to hurling. And... I think it's it's something that uh, and the lads in our old club, my, our own my own club, might ch- ch- choke on their cornflakes as they hear me saying. But I'd love to see a lot more fellas playing hurling as well because it, it you know you're playing let's say senior football and you've got a weekend and you've hurling. If everyone's understood like understood at the start of the year, these are the weekends that that uh, that are laid out for each of the codes. I think a lot more dual players would 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 emerge. Mm. Um, so yeah, absolutely, you can't do anything. I think you have to respect. Um, when you're doing a football document, you have to respect the role that that hurling plays in a lot of clubs, in a dual club or a single hurling club as well. So, you did mention as well um, that you know our current fixture plan is is designed nearly for me to fail, or it's not designed, but you know we need me to fail for our current fixture plan to operate. Um, we can lay out the best plans of the whole lot, and we can look forward and and plan everything for the future and hope everything goes smoothly. But the county managers do have a huge influence when it comes to looking for games off. Or, you know, I know there's a standard 10 or 13 days, is James, but we, they look for more then. Is that influence of the county manager, is that going to be controlled 
more? Is that going to be the aim of the county board to control that? And Sean, <laughs> uh, well, I, I would feel that if the fixtures are laid out, well, therefore that's there in advance. So whoever comes in as county manager, or whatever, that's laid down. So it's easier if you're coming into a management team that you know what's there, and therefore you can work from there. I'd say the probability was that um, the fixtures were kind of we're not sure when they are with all that, and as a result, it was easy to find your way around that. Yeah. Okay. But like you know, if we plan it, like because okay, it's our flagship. But we are a community organisation. We are a group that this last weekend had a phenomenal failure. The yeah. reaction of parents, the reaction of people who are not normally involved in the GA was just incredible when you went around and saw the organisation and Loud and Down and Mead last weekend. So, yeah, great energy from that. So it is important that we put the structures there that whoever comes in, irrespective present or future inter-county manager, they have to work with that. Yeah. So... The the next step for this proposal then is each of the clubs are going to get this, is that right, Seamus? Then they're going to get the, the brochure and you hope that the delegates... Sometimes you get the feeling the county board meetings and I know they'll, they'll probably lambaste me for saying this, but the delegates just make their own decisions. I'm, I'm not sure if every delegate brings the discussion back to the club and the clubs have proper debate about it and then they come back with a consensus. I think a lot of delegates bring their own views to county board meetings. So you're probably urging club delegates, bring this back, discuss it properly, and then let's have a full, proper consensus on the whole thing. Yeah, well, look, I suppose between the three of us, we've, we've kind of we've sent out the, the document to people who we want to read it, and we, we value their their feedback and their input. Um, look, first and foremost, it would have to be done through the, the management committee of, of the county board, and I think I think that they're more than willing. They, they appreciate that there is... There is a need for change. Um, there is a need to to review our own structures. Um, so look, that's that's probably the first the first mechanism of getting uh, getting this out here. I think also look as you said there, the club delegates. But we want to try and get it out to the club players. Ultimately, they're the ones that are at the cold phase. So we need we need to know kind of is this palatable for them. Uh, and we're doing that, I suppose, through different people uh, as well. But ideally, yeah, we will we'll be doing it through the club delegates. We'll, this document will, will go up on the Mead website. Uh, it has to be tidied up a little bit. And obviously, as I said, we're taking feedback on, on an ongoing basis. So it's it's still very much a working document. But uh, the key principles are there that I think they will fit, they will fit and will aid and will help clubs. They will help what we're trying to achieve. Uh, so I suppose the next step is is probably just trying to get it get get it out there amongst club players. Is this something that you try to have in place for next year, next next year's championship? That I suppose we can't relegate to this year. So no, I, I ideally ideally it'd be twenty twenty before before you would get. To, but you would still, if this was to be successful, there would be there would be certain things that would impact on the two thousand and nineteen championship. Um, but for for it to get through in its totality, it would be twenty twenty before uh, it would be done. Okay, and then the twenty team intermediate championship is would that be five groups of four? Is that still trying to run it on just the the basic logistics of we we've spoken yeah. about? You know why we should do this. So what are the mechanics of it, and, and yeah. what are what yeah. are we looking to achieve? So look at it, sixteen is easier. By the way, there's yeah. no question about that. Sixteen and sixteen is always easier to run. Um, but the intermediate clubs have been crystal clear. And they've they've met their message, you know, has has been taken on board, um, and the message is that they don't want mass relegation. So that's fine. That's that's so. There's no point in us going back with something that's going to get shot down again. They want twenty teams 
in the in the champ in the in the intermediate championship. Or sorry, they want uh, they don't want mass relegation. So to, to so to, to to work our way around that and and through a system that will still work, twenty teams can work. Yeah. So so we have uh, we have the five groups of four or sorry four, four groups of five. Um, it does mean that there would be so one of the things that's important in this document is that the championship broadly is split to the far side of August. So the county ch- championship uh, takes place before that, including then starred league games. We try and incorporate the league as a much greater part of what the club players do and, and the county players to be much more heavily involved in that. But there would need to be one round of intermediate championship in April to make right. this work. Okay. So we've gone through this and pulled apart weekends and pulled this weekend and put that competition in here and tried to work around. So it does require a little bit of, 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 uh, of, of a workaround on it. So, yeah, it would require one round of intermediate championship in the 20 group uh, uh, scheme to, to start, or sorry, the 20 uh, in the intermediate championship to start in April and then after that I- in August. So that the schedule itself is set. The only circumstance under which the schedule would have to be changed is if Meath reach an All-Ireland final. So if that happens, I think we'll all accept that would be yeah, something, that's absolutely. a price we're prepared to pay. We're, in truth, we're a distance from that right now. I don't think there's anyone pretending otherwise. But so, so that's, it, 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 oh, the big thing here is it's trying to stop that pull between the county and the club scene and working together much better than perhaps we, we, we have been up to now. And yeah, the, 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 the 20 team intermediate championship is that workaround. It's that compromise, I suppose. It's a reach out to the fellas in the intermediate club, say, look, we've listened and we've heard what you've said. You've been clear what you want and what you don't want. So we've incorporated through. And the junior, you want to keep the junior to just first teams as well? Junior just just first teams, yeah. So um, And then we have a reserve championship that's separate. And as a part of that, then, the clubs from the larger urbanising areas, my own included, Dunboyne, Kills a big one, or Toth, Dunshockland to a point, the Navin clubs are urbanising rapidly. And the clubs are getting much, much bigger. Um, and they have a lot of players. We have a lot of players. I mean, look at our own lists over the last five, ten years. It's, it's just flabbergasting how many players no longer play. So we, we've identified that, yeah, we'd, we'd love to be in the first team championship. The junior clubs are generally opposed to that. So here's the compromise. Everything's a compromise. The compromise is that the big clubs hopefully then get into the A-leagues and then they're removed entirely from the first team championship. And it also means we can run a reserve championship through because no, no second team has any county players. Right, yeah. So we then guarantee games the whole way through for, for, for those fellas and they play in the A-League. And that's, I think that's a very exciting thing for, for, for guys to, particularly for the clubs from the junior side. So if I was playing in Division 3 or 4 uh, in my, on my first team and now I'm going to places like O'Mahony's, I'm going to Simonstown, I'm going to Ashburn, all these different sorts of venues that perhaps I haven't been before yeah. if those teams get promoted into that division. Freshens the whole thing up, but it allows um, the bigger urbanised clubs to provide a proper, meaningful series of games in a way that the B-Leagues just don't offer. And I know that because I've been managing the B-Leagues for many, many years uh, and it just it, it, it doesn't work for, for those clubs, yeah. in truth. So, so yeah, that's, 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 that's a big compromise that comes through. And then in the Junior Championship, I suppose one of the proposals we have is that there will be some clubs that come through from Junior B. They might find it a little tricky to be playing the very top junior teams. So it'll be broken into three, six, six and, and five. And then the, 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 there's a little bit of an internal relegation in that. But the, every team, so if you're in that Group C in the Junior Championship, top two go into the quarterfinals, so you can win the Junior Championship every single okay. year. But you're playing against fellas of commensurate level. Yeah. So this is the whole key in the document. Competition between teams of a similar level. So rather than 24-point wins, there's Nobody's three... and going to be disillusioned yeah, with hammering. Yeah, anything, there's yeah. three and four-point wins. And that's, yeah. that's just so much better for, 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 for everyone. Well, lads, it's great to see you know a group of young men 
and uh, include you in that, Sean. You know, <laughs> I did play against you in a junior D final, so I have to say that scene as I was in it. <laughs> have to go into that one. But it's good to see, you know, we complain about not enough young people getting involved in the administrative end of it, and players when they finish, you know, you're not finished yet, James, either, but... Uh, players when they finish <laughs> <laughs> right. that bad does it but players when they finish not given much back in terms of the administrative end players do go into coaching and all that end of it so it's good to see an enthusiasm and a, and a hunger there that even though you aren't involved in playing the games much James anymore that you still want to see it improve for everybody else looking at looking at the mid season this year then just want to come off that topic a little bit uh, <laughs> You might let Sean answer this one first. Sean, was there? It's it's the first time I think we've we've gone and well, definitely since the back door has been introduced, where we haven't won a championship game this year. But did you see enough against Tyrone to suggest that maybe next year there are there are green shoots there for the county team, or would you be worried about players leaving and and not getting involved? What what's your hopes for the future? Well, in fairness, the performance against Tyrone was excellent. Like, if you go through, like, probability, and if we got our second free at that stage and towards the end of the game, we'd have beaten Tyrone. And I would feel like, you know, you got to look at this over about a 10 to 15-year period. We're in that situation where we just haven't been able to take out somebody above us. Yeah. And I think psychologically, that's the big thing for us. So if we had beaten Tyrone, or in previous times we say we'd beaten Donegal, or we had Armagh, or we had, uh, say for instance, even back to Limerick, well, there's loads yeah. of opportunities whereby we, if we had taken a step more, the belief that's necessary along with everything else would have come about. So, well, we did that in 2007 and 2009, beating Tyrone and beating Mayo in those years, but we just never kicked on that... Yeah, absolutely, and uh, like uh, still, when we look at that, it's nearly ten years yeah, ago. Like yeah, it's eleven know, so, and nine, yeah. yeah it's, so it's, like it's it's, and to be fair, the work like I've seen being put in and involved in, there's phenomenal commitment. Like you know, yeah. and it's just we need to just get that step, and I think that'll make a big, big difference. And as a result of that, guys' commitment levels will change too, because we you know we talked about the Dublin issue, and it is an issue. Like you know, fellas don't see the opportunity in Leinster, like you know. Yeah. And as a result of that, even go through the qualifiers, we just need to take out someone a little bit above us. Yeah. And I think a lot of things will change. So, like to me, the performance this year are similar to the last ten years, to be yeah. honest. Like, yeah. and Seamus, you you've seen the seventeens and the twenties. Are there's definitely good players coming through there too. To but we've had a steady steady supply of players coming through but these 17s and 20s i know the 17s are probably still six years off been yeah. been at that standard would would they offer you hope for the future as well oh uh, yeah look i think i think they they do and i think uh, mead people in general do see that there is there is a change um look we can talk about structures all you want but it very much comes down to the people that are involved um you can have out the best laid plans but i, I think we've been relatively fortunate over the last couple of years with, with some really really good people involved and uh, I suppose they, they see the bigger picture it is about development it's not about just short term wins um, we have we have a bit of a culture built up now and I suppose this is where Dungani has come into play that we, we have a centre there and these young players are seeing seeing their peers they're seeing the senior team they're seeing the under 20s and they want to don't aspire to, to get into get into that setup. Um so yeah, no, I think I think we've some, some really good players coming through. Uh I think just 
at the moment we're, we're kind of in a cycle as Sean has said and a lot of, plenty of teams have gone through it Dublin have gone through it so um, I, I do see that things are, things are changing um, so I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be really optimistic about the future just have a quick look at the club championships then as well before we go on. I'll, I'll leave you talking, Seamus, while you're here. You've lost a few players, Simonson. have lost a few players who have gone to America, but the championship, will, will they be back? Or what way are you shaping up? It's a big a big game for you the next round. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a huge game. Um, like I suppose like we're already down. Shane O'Rourke has unfortunately had to, had to retire. He's uh, He's been a massive influence around the around the club, a really good club man. Uh, but just unfortunately injuries have... Have have uh, caught up with him, uh, so he, look he, he's down, and then Conor Nash obviously with his exploits in Australia, we, we won't we won't have him, and uh, it's unfortunate because I suppose bigger picture stuff from a Mead perspective, you would love to see someone of Conor's talent mm. uh, out in Crow Park and see how he would he would get on. I think he would he would help change the dynamic of the Mead team and would would uh, would give us something different, but. That's a that's a side issue. Uh, in terms of the lads that are in America, yeah, look, they're they're big players for us, but unfortunately, they they've gone to America. And look, fair play to them, and I, I don't think anyone would would uh, have a, have any issue with it. The, um, so it, yeah, we're, it tests we're, your strength and depth, it, though, which is something that you you had plenty of in the last two years, or you proved to have. Yeah, yeah. Look, again, we we were fortunate. We we got in a run at at a stage where we we kind of thought things had been getting away from us two years ago, and. Uh, the confidence of winning it the first year uh, led into the second year where we, we went undefeated in it through, through that year, which was which was absolutely fantastic. But no, we are we're I suppose down those couple of players were were under under a bit of pressure. So yeah, it makes the Saintstown game uh, uh, a very important game mm. for us. Who wants to feel the Dumboing question? Is it Sean or Connor? Do do he do you just want well, to? I, I didn't know answer a question. Well, the question is that. Uh, the standard of football or the style of football that Dunboyne have played over the last few years, Connor, when you were manager as well, it's really attractive football and it's it's very fit, powerful, strong running game. But haven't got over that line. Can that happen this year? Could that change this year? I know it can, but would you expect it to change this year for Dunboyne? Every year is an opportunity, Fergal. The way I look at it, um, you swear Simonson are gone from the championship. Like, yeah. you know, they're, you know, yeah. like they're, they're very much gloom. there and. Uh, Certain stars have come back, start training recently, and it'll make a difference to them. And to be honest, the championship's wide open. I would say this year in Mead, there's six or seven clubs that can win the championship, and um, that's probably going to make it very, very exciting, you know. Um, but, you know, Dunboyne have as good a chance as everybody else. Yeah. Anybody then outside of the usual pack, like Gail Colm Keller going well, I know they had a shock result the last time. Summerhill didn't, uh, didn't have a get off to a great start in the first round but then they bounce back and screen they'll be looking to make amends so as you're saying it is wide open is there anybody well screen screen have really if you look at the players they have back from the happened the last year yeah. they're going to be in the knockout stages of the league they've great tradition so again you know you're, I could actually probably go beyond the six or seven yeah. even at this Wolf stage Tones as Wolf well Tones, be, yeah. Ashburn you have Ratoth you know like uh, you know, Lomahanis you have lots of teams there so I, you know, Simonstown, in fairness to them, are, have been missing players and they were dominant for the last two years. Probably it's much more open this year. Yeah, yeah. I won't ask you to nail your colours to the mass. You know what your colours are. But Seamus, to wrap it up just before we go, um, what's the, the situation with Park Tolchin uh, in terms of development, the redevelopment? I know there's plans afoot for big fundraising efforts coming down the line. 
Yeah, um, so like I think it's it's well publicised now that we got we got the planning permission for the for the the redevelopment of it. Uh, currently, we are uh, in a tender process, so we hope to have that uh, complete by the end of end of August. Um, and all things going well, like there are there are a lot of a lot of other hurdles that we have to have to get over. But uh, yeah, one of one of the major one of the major drivers will be uh, the house draw. We've. Uh, Three a tree house draw over uh, the course of uh, eighteen months, so we'll be launching that by the end of this month, uh, and hopefully all things going well. That that'll uh, that'll be a major driver for the for the funding of the development. Just to make clear, that's not a tree house. It's a T H R E house. it's tree house. So it's we're looking at probably the end of the year, hopefully, and starting a bit of. Yeah, so work up there is that well, just I suppose in, ter- in terms of the draws yeah it's just just to kind of clarify it, it'd be we'll be making a draw hopefully uh, in October uh, May uh, October of this year May of 2019 and October 2019 so look we, w- we will be doing a major launch of that and uh, we'll try and get as many people involved and uh, make it make it uh, as widely publicised as we can. Uh, in terms of if if everything goes well, yeah, we would we'd love to we'd love to kick the project off the end of this year, start of start maybe January two thousand nineteen. Okay, lads, look at uh, we've gone over our time as as usual and talk a good game podcast. We tend to do. Thanks very much for coming in, and as I said already, it's great to see three relatively young men. Uh, so passionate and so hungry to see me GA doing better and I think we can all agree that that's what that's what we all want in me to see a better mead teams better mead clubs doing better in the respective interprovincial championships so onwards and upwards thanks for coming in lads thanks, thanks very much Virgil. thank you very much so that's been the latest edition of Talk a Good Game we really hope you enjoyed the show and if you wish to make a comment please send us an email to sports at meadchronicle.ie or contact us on Twitter at meadsports using the hashtag TAGG. I'm Fergal Inch and we've been trying to talk a good game. Say hi.